0: If there is not any type of a needs analysis done at the onset of a coaching program, then the coaching program, again, is floating. It's the feel-good coach. Like, well, we know, well, everyone else is doing it. We know it's going to work. Or, you know, they may have seen case studies that where coaching worked. And that's, you know, if they got some empirical evidence, then that's good. But still, how is it related internally to how they do business?
1: You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler. Episode 68. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now, join your host, Meg Renschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, and welcome to the Star Coach Show. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, Executive and Mentor Coach and Coach Educator. And we are going to do some educating today. We are going to learn about coaching ROI. Now, our guest is an expert in this. So she has been kind enough to supply a one-page handout that you can get starcoachshow.com on our resource page. And you might want to download that as you listen to today's show, or at least go back and get it afterwards, because she's going to share some overview of what she's talking about. It's a lot of information. And while Catherine has her PhD in Educational Psychology, Measurement and Evaluation, from Columbia University, not all of us have that same background. So it might feel big, but I want you to really listen for what can I gain in how I ask my clients for feedback, in how I position myself as a coach in such a way that I can gain information about the return on investment that I give to the companies that I work with, to the individuals that I work with. Now, Catherine wants us to be clear that when you do an ROI study, you're doing that through an organization, through a program. It wouldn't be for one-on-one coaching. You wouldn't do an ROI study based on work with one person. So she's going to share with us the big view of ROI, in all of its levels, and gives quite a bit of information for us to consider in how we want to be as a coach, and whether you might want to learn more about ROI to be able to provide this service to the organizations that you work with. As I mentioned, our guest today is Dr. Catherine Aleksu, And she is the president of the ICF North Texas chapter. She is a member of the American Evaluation Association and the American Psychological Association. So Catherine really knows her stuff. She presented the ROI of coaching at the ICF Global Converge Conference in August in Washington, D.C. and will be presenting to ICF North Texas chapter in the early February meeting and also at the Austin chapter meeting in February. So if you're in Texas and you'd like to experience Catherine face-to-face, I would encourage you to check out the North Texas chapter or the Austin chapter for their February meetings. Catherine was so kind to share her expertise with us. So let's go to our interview with Dr. Catherine Alexu. Catherine, welcome to the Star Coach Show. It is wonderful to have you join us.
0: Thank you. It's a pleasure.
1: Well, I am eager to hear more about return on investment because it's not my forte. It's certainly something that sort of is one of those hot words or hot button, you know, everybody wants to know about ROI. So I'm feeling very blessed that we have you who is an expert in ROI to help us maybe better understand. So let's start with, you know, what is ROI?
0: ROI, based on what folks know, is a number. It's actually a ratio. It's it's a percentage. It's a percentage of benefit minus cost divided by benefit. And in this context, it would be the benefit of coaching. And the cost would be the cost of implementing the coaching, any coaching materials, person hours to make the coaching happen, both from terms of administration and the coaches themselves. And the benefit is something that would be determined. When you're doing an ROI study, there's more than one benefit, but you want to be connecting whatever you're doing, whatever the coaching program is intended to do, to an enterprise goal to an important metric. You might check out the annual report. That in terms mm-hmm. of strategies, you need and right. you start with the business. And I encourage people to think of it as a discipline. Okay. You're doing a study. When people say, "Well, we're going to how
1: we're going to get that ROI," if they're doing it right, they're doing a study. Good to know. So when they're doing a study, what kinds of factors are going into that study? In other words, we're studying what?
0: Well, overall, you're studying the, you basically are assessing the effectiveness of the coaching program. Okay, excellent. In this context, I mean, people use ROI for many things. They use it for sales, they use it for training, they use it for education. In this context, it's coaching and often in the business um, setting, it's coaching slash training. Often they're bundled. You get training, leadership training, and then oh, part of leadership training is you have six or twelve coaching sessions.
1: Mm -hmm. So we want to know: is that bringing benefit to the organization?
0: We and yes, we actually are interested on it. Interested in three different levels. We're interested in: is the client, coachee, are they getting the benefit of the coaching? Is Mm -hmm. it affecting their direct performance on the job. Okay. And another level might be, how's that impacting their reports? How's that impacting the team? And the third level is, how is it overall affecting the bottom line, however that is defined? So that would be at the organizational level. So it's
1: almost like, how's it affecting at the individual level, at the relationship level, whether it's up, down, or across, and then the organization as a whole. Right. All different areas that the coaching program might be impacting.
0: And they might be impacting, and I would say they should be impacting, as in you hope they are, and you are, the coaching program is intentional. It's not a program that would be activity-based, let's say. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to put together, you know, some really good program and we're going to put, you're going to get some really good leadership coaches in here and kind of like filling up a glass. Right. How much good stuff we can, or a recipe. Oh, yeah, we're making a cake. Yeah,
1: let's throw some of that in there yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. And that
0: mm-hmm. often is what happens. I think less and less, but, you know, I call that feel-good coaching. It's like, yeah. oh, well, let's give this a go. Versus result-based programming.
1: Excellent. So when you're creating results-based coaching, yes. what might be some of the process that a coach would go through in developing that?
0: Number one is start with the business. Okay. Start with how does this coaching why? I just, why are we doing coaching? I mean, and if you haven't been part of the planning of it and you're just being called in to help implement it as a coach, then you don't have the context of where is this coaching program sit in the greater scheme of things in terms mm-hmm. of getting it done, in terms of improvement at, at that company or at that enterprise. And if you are interested in ROI, then you need to figure out, and it's proactively figure out, well, how is it linked? Because if you don't know that, I personally, if I didn't know where it was linked to the strategic goals of the company, what was the intention of the company relative to doing the coaching? And is it aligned not only at the enterprise level, but is it the goal, so you have a strategic goal at the enterprise level, and let's say you want to, you know, increase our bottom line. I mean, it could be, you know, in this area, in the unit, Mm -hmm. in the division, and they are measuring that through, you know, they could be measuring it in terms of retention, in terms of we want to keep the best. We don't want to lose our, our good people because of the cost of onboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your ROI, when you actually get into that formula,
1: you're talking dollars.
0: That's not where you start.
1: Okay. So let's talk, you, you, that's not where you start. And you mentioned levels. So would now be a good time to talk about those levels?
0: Yes. So there are five levels.
1: In ROI, there's five levels. The model. Okay.
0: The model of ROI has five levels of evaluation or assessment. And the ROI model was developed by Jack Phillips in the 1970s. And since that time, it has blossomed into being internationally known and in their certificate programs. And uh, they're actually can get an ROI. That's an, a master's degree.
1: Really? Specialized okay. in ROI. I do remember early in my coaching, having a, a mentor coach that talked to me about Jack Phillips ROI program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
0: the ROI Institute. And, I will be sharing a one-pager. I will oh, good. Back.
1: So on our resource page, we'll have a one-page from Catherine uh, to help us understand the levels that she's talking about, or just the high points of her talk today. Yes. Thank you for that. That's a great bonus.
0: And while we're moving into the levels, the five levels, which is what it's, it's the pith of ROI, is moving mm-hmm. these levels in terms of data. They're data points at every level. I mean, it's basically a chain of evidence you're building. The... The first four levels were originally developed, not by Jack Phillips, but by Kirkpatrick. But he developed the levels to evaluate training programs. Okay. Programs. And Jack then added level five. Okay. And it's a logical step. It's a stepwise model. So you start at level one, and I'll tell you, level one is reaction. Level one is, we've all taken surveys when we've attended workshops or training, and what's one of the first questions you're asked is, are you satisfied with this? Were you satisfied with the training you received? Are they seeing, or do they consider it relevant? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the face validity. Or do they, mm-hmm. because, because just think about, have you ever attended a training Or a situation where someone was sharing information with you that they thought was going to increase your awareness or increase your knowledge base. And you're sitting there going. Why are you sharing this information with me? That's in the head. Why am I here? Yeah. Total disconnect. And at that point, you shut down. Mm Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter that information is being shared because you're not interested in it. It's not relevant. Why am I wasting my time? So it's the simplest data point when I'm using data point, not Mm -hmm. just just one survey item, but it's the, it's level one is, is a data point. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you have low positive scores, however you determine that at that level, then you, you, I see that you, i don 't want to do the roi you don 't go any further right I mean right there and then it 's like uh you 're going oh I, we need to revisit the program we need mm-hmm. to revisit the implementation we need to you know in in and maybe the physical site was uncomfortable there was the a c didn 't work i mean it really maybe was basic of that, but the thing mm-hmm. is people are not. That's, at level one is where you find out if people were engaged in wanting to learn, whether they were open to, okay, now we're, mm-hmm. they're going to like address, you know, being involved, which is really what you want to know about. You want to know if they learn the material. Right. Okay.
1: So you so, might be gaining this information through a survey, and in your survey, you're going to have questions specific to relevance.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. Relevant reaction is, is. and then a key item, again, survey item that I would always include at that level, and everything I read said it should be included at that level is, would you recommend this, whatever it is, the program? Or this coaching, this program, whatever it is, yes. To your peers. Would you recommend it? think about that. If you were sitting in a program, I mean, I've been in programs and spent a lot of time in them. And then they, at the end, they have an evaluation and say, would you recommend this You're And I go, and I'm thinking, no. Mm-hmm. So that's level one. And let me just interject here that level one, level two, and level three, which is reaction is one, learning is two, application or change in behavior is three. All three of those levels You can include in one survey, let's say at the, you've got six months of coaching. So at month three, you have a survey because, you know, the budget review is going on and the coaching program is not going to end until the budget's going to be into the next phase. So you need to get a story out, I'll call it. Any evaluation is basically a story. What worked, why, what happened, and were people happy? So you want to get the story out. So you can do, you know, you have a survey at month three, and you're asking folks, you know, what their initial reaction was to the, you know, to the program. Have they learned anything, if there was training along the way, or is there an increase in awareness? Let's say it's around leadership, and you've got emotional intelligence assessments that Mm -hmm. have been administered. So you're hoping that there's an increase in awareness with the coaches. And then you also can add, level three, which is actually application or implementation of what was learned. And how
1: are you applying what you've learned?
0: Yes. And you're thinking, gosh, I can't really ask that because they're they're still started applying it yet. So Mm -hmm. if it's early enough in, they may not have all, you know, the whole curriculum or program, it's not all in place, but you still can be asking them, do, you know, we've covered X, Y, Z, you will be implementing it. Let's say you haven't yes, along on the timeline, do you intend to? And you ask, you know, do you intend? So that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. And then at the six-month mark, you say, did you? And how well did you do that? And were you comfortable doing that? And what did, how did we fall short? And what do you think should be added to the program? And, uh, but you can catch it along that timeline
1: of the program, So that's level one, level two, and level three. Which is so interesting, Catherine, because even those three levels, I can see bringing in incredibly helpful information. Yes. Even at that place, just, yeah.
0: Yeah. And level one, level two, and level three, those are, this is my opinion, personally, that you're going to have less pushback from the company, from the business, from the enterprise on Allowing you to collect the data or they collect it, but allowing you to look at it. Okay. Okay. It's not confidential at the level of we're going to let you see our, you know, our financials.
1: Okay. Because okay? you're not. Which not is familiar. where it could get sticky higher up the
0: levels. Yeah. And that's level four and level five. Mm-hmm. So you're building a database or data set or they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ideal situation I always think is you control Or you manage the process, but the data collection is done internally. Done internally, as long as you are pretty sure that you will have people being very candid. You know, really depends on the culture of the company. Okay. If there's not, if there's some dissatisfaction or discomfort, or they're not one big happy family, then you need an external, an external data collector. Data collection is labor intensive and, you know, there's a level of sophistication on collecting data well, so you don't end up with, you know, garbage in, garbage out. You want to have, you know, good data. So I like to co-create if I can. Mm -hmm. Then you're also building the capacity of, that's just my philosophy and evaluation, you're building capacity of the enterprise to take on the ROI. So they're learning about ROI and you're leading them through it. And I mean,
1: just caution here, don't do this unless you really know how to do it. Well, I was going to say, Well, how about after we do level four and level five, we talk about how a coach would really become trained or knowledgeable enough in this to do something like this.
0: Okay. So level four is impact. So level one is reaction. Level two is learning. Level three is application. Level four is impact. Okay. All right. And that might be sales growth. It might be productivity. However, that's measured direct cost reduction. We talked about, you know, cost to onboard people. Okay. Mm -hmm. That might be their retention. You can, there's more than one way, you know, a measure might be a change in monthly revenue. It could be voluntary turnover as in you don't want anyone you don't want that turnover unless it's people you want to be leaving, okay? so But another impact measure is customer satisfaction, and that can be related back to time, okay? You're going to spend less time on a customer that's you sat, – they're satisfied. They're not going to come back three more times. Right. So if you figure out what, what's going on and you're able to effectively assist them, support them, they're going to be happy. So there's your customer satisfaction, and you have now saved – hours, you're already moving on to the next customer. Mm-hmm. So time is one way to look at impact mm-hmm. and productivity, you know, unit of whatever that might be, you know, number of shoes that were manufactured and, you know, it. but you know, that was related to being coached on getting the team to work together better so there's a more, there's fluidity in terms of the assembly line. There's a fluidity in terms so of
1: productivity all. goes up. Yeah.
0: Right. Excellent. Okay. So that's level four. That's where you now have hit enterprise data. Now, ideally you don't want to be collecting that. You want that already to be in their system. So and that's why in some cases, you can think about almost you're backing into your ROI, all right? You're figuring out what's the how, what are their strategic goals? How are those related to the bottom line? And what are their metrics? What do they have in their annual report? What are they reporting on, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of dollars? And figure out what those stand, you know, what those measures are. And then you're Keeping those in mind, you're not putting a square peg in a round hole, never, but you are kind of coming at it from the top and the bottom at the same time. When you say top and bottom at the same time. So top is organizational goal. Mm -hmm. And coming from the bottom is we know that this team isn't working well. Mm -hmm. And so we know that we've got a problem. That's the business problem. What's the solution? We think the solution is coaching. Okay. OK, and if we can work with this team so they're more fluid, there's going to be an increase in productivity, which is then going to affect the bottom line. So You need that link. You need okay. the links between the individual and the organizational goal. OK. And I just an aside, if you do a caution, if there is not any type of a needs analysis done at the onset of a coaching program, then the coaching program, again, is floating. It's the feel good. It's like, well, we know. Well, everyone else is doing it. We know it's going to work. Or, you know, they may have seen case studies that where coaching worked, and that's, you know, they, if they got some in- empirical evidence, then that's good. But still, how is it related internally to how they do business? It's, that's, so you in that case, you're thinking beyond being a coach. You're thinking about a person who is engaged in business improvement, organizational development. So you're wearing another hat for mm-hmm. many coaches that they've got every we all have many hats right you are definitely bringing that to bear on this you're not doing roi in a vacuum okay you just do okay. roi in a vacuum because if you do these are the programs that end up getting swept under the rug when there are budget cuts because they're not anchored so you want to be able to anchor to a strategic goal of the company and say wait a minute this you know we know this this impacts or we ha- or we know the potential is there we all these case studies that say that if we, incre- you know, we improve this team, and we get some mm-hmm. leadership coaching in there, that it will have an impact on productivity. And we want to, you know, maybe you're doing it for the first time so you don't have your own data to look at, but you can use case studies. ROI Institute has hundreds of case studies, not all on coaching. They might be bundled coaching training, mm-hmm. you know, but the whole idea of doing the ROI is something that, you know, there's a lot of case studies out there. So you are looking at making the link, and so you will have the anchor, Mm -hmm. and so that's number one. And number two is, in terms of the caution, you need to have a champion. You need to have an ROI champion. That might be the person who is creating the program, Mm -hmm. but in terms of the expense of both the coaching and the ROI, which... Mm -hmm. Which I is data like, collection, so it's yeah, it's yeah. all bundled. It becomes mm-hmm. a bundle if you're going to try to if you're going to attempt it. Mm-hmm. Then you need a champion who's going to you know champion your budget. Okay. I mean, and also the ongoing data collection. I've had a couple experiences where I have come. I worked with a company for eight months, and the coaching started almost at the onset. They already had done their needs analysis, and we got we wanted to do three data points data collections. We did one at the beginning, and Mm -hmm. we did one at month three, and then we were going to do one at month six. Mm -hmm. In month five, the program manager promoted out of his position, and the ROI study died. Oh. They never finished. So
1: unfortunate.
0: Yeah, it was unfortunate for them, Mm -hmm. I think, because the program was a good program. But we didn't have the final
1: data points. So then if we circle back around, are we ready now to look at what specifically is level five? It usually comes down to one of five
0: elements. Okay. You're converting revenue or quality or time or cost or productivity. Okay. Okay. And you'll figure out which is the right one. and. This is we don't have a lot of time so
1: right right it, this is probably this might be even bigger than what I'm wondering, so to understand that level five is actually a number and it's a number that is based upon costs and rewards and,
0: and yeah, and you're getting yeah. what, what your target is is you're converting the level four impact, whatever that is mm-hmm. to either profit and net profits most appropriate, or cost savings mm-hmm. Or cost avoidance. Okay. So you're taking time and you're converting that like customer satisfaction. Oh my gosh, but every week I'm saving like a day because we have a better system in place. Mm -hmm. You communicate and that's based on, the coaching that we got plus training. So you then mm-hmm. you got to sift, sift that out some and mm-hmm. there's a no technique for that, which we don't have time to get into. So you have time and then you're converting that into what was the cost savings mm-hmm. or what was the cost avoidance.
1: Okay. Okay. So that's sort of the five levels. Right. And then you said there's also this whole separate intangibles. Yes.
0: So in it, just in general, when you're doing any type of study, social science study, economics, whatever, you always are talking about numbers. Mm -hmm. are always numbers involved. But a good ROI study always incorporates intangible benefits. And these are benefits that are not convertible to dollars. And what are some
1: examples of that?
0: So examples of that would be improved response time. okay. If you're not able, to, again, some of these you, you might be able to, but mm-hmm. uh, reduce conflicts, mm-hmm. reduce stress. Improve communication?
1: Yes. Increase mm-hmm.
0: flexibility.
1: Better team dynamics?
0: Yeah. In, mm-hmm. Yes. If you can't operationalize it to a number or a metric in some way,
1: then it stays in that category. But okay. by collecting that data, you're going to know that and be able to say that this coaching program improved our relationships, improved team dynamics. There was a more effective communication flow or those yeah. are some things that you might be able to use in your marketing or as, as a business owner to say when you coach with me, these are some things that well, I have proven results for. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, what you would do is you is the intangibles are the, I like to call them the mortar between the bricks. The, mm-hmm. the ROI is, is your hard number. And I said earlier that, you know, any evaluation is a story. The ROI mm-hmm. is a story. If, if you only have information from level one and, uh, in terms of reaction and level two on learning, you you have a story. Mm-hmm. Have any data and it's collected well and it's valid, you have a story. Right. And you're just building that story. So if you, wherever you get However, in terms of the level one, level two, the, you know, the hierarchy of the ROI, you're always going to have intangibles because that basically is generated from feedback. It's when you have an Mm open-ended, you have an open-ended question, you do informal interviewing. You ask after every coaching session, you know, what's your takeaway, what worked well for Mm -hmm. you? They come in the next session and you say, you know, how is it going? You Mm -hmm. know, just those open-ended questions you ask. Right. And if you start to see themes, And threads, then you go, wow, across all of our all of the code they're all saying that, you know, that there's not as much stress. They're more relaxed. They're Mm -hmm. flexible with how they're interacting with their team. That you can't convert that into dollars, but it speaks, you know, very powerfully to the effect, the Mm -hmm. benefit, the benefit of coaching. So all coaching benefits are not convertible to dollars, and that's okay.
1: Oh, I like that. So unfortunately, we're running really short on time. So if somebody is really interested in learning ROI, you know, sort of to the level that you have and to, to get more information about how they can partner with the companies that they're working with to conceivably bring it to create that ROI, what would you recommend? What are some of the resources that are available for somebody who wants to know more?
0: Well, personally, I would recommend the ROI Institute. They are, I think, the stellar entity out there right now in terms of the history Mm -hmm. and how long they've been around and...
1: Their level of expertise.
0: The expertise and the broad range of clientele. Mm -hmm. And they have, you know, the number of ROI Institute associates around the world is in itself a, a statement on the... Uh, effectiveness of their training and they offer one day training, two day training, and five day if you want to go through through the certificate. I would recommend to anyone that they at least do a you know one or, or a two day training um or get the there's a I mean I'll include in the one pager I give you that you know they they have a book on the ROI of coaching.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I'll post that book in on the resource page as well. Mm-hmm. So the point being that If you're planning on truly partnering or including ROI as one of the things that you do as a professional, be trained, know what you're doing. It's not just a label. It is a process. It is a science. It is something that you want to be able to be responsibly able to deliver high quality value and there's training out there to be able to do that.
0: Yes, and just to close, I would suggest again, it's worthwhile to know about the five levels because you can start to integrate that into your own coaching assessment of your clients. It'll be very helpful, I think, for right. those building their practice. So, yeah, the you know the the brass ring may be reaching level five, but just situating yourself and just becoming intentional on collecting information so you can better, more formally tell a story about the coaching results and benefits.
1: is well worth it. And it's part of responsible coaching to receive that feedback, see what we're doing well and what we can improve upon. So gosh, thanks for sharing this sort of dynamic and maybe intricate, but it was really helpful to to hear those levels and to understand how we can implement some of that into the feedback that we ask for and how we can maybe use that to be better coaches and to gain stories to share with prospective clients and current clients. So thank you. Yes. I'm very grateful to Catherine and other coaches like Catherine, who are experts in the field of ROI and are able to create the studies and do the work that better represent the value that coaching brings. So, thank you again to Catherine, not only for bringing her knowledge to the show, but for the ongoing work that she does. If you didn't download the one page handout that Catherine provided, Before the show, and you want to access that now, be sure to go to starcoachshow.com. And on the resource page, you'll find Catherine's handout, information about Catherine, and the other resources that she talked about. Plus, we have our ongoing book giveaway, and our current giveaway is for Ignite Your Leadership Proven Tools for Leaders to Energize Teams, Fuel Momentum, and Accelerate Results, which was donated by Kathy Sparrow and was written by Kathy and 10 other international thought leaders. So I have a favor to ask. I am happy to report that the show has topped 10,000 downloads, which I'm very excited about, but I would like to be able to reach 20,000 in record time and the reason why that's important is that that says to me that the show is reaching more and more coaches and that the expertise that our coach guests are sharing are reaching that many more people so if you know of somebody who could benefit from the show please share the show with them send them a link to a specific episode let them know starcoachshow.com. I would appreciate it and hopefully they'll appreciate it as well because our guests are bringing phenomenal information forward and I want to reach as many coaches as we possibly can so thank you for that another way to reach people is to leave a review on iTunes so that more and more people learn about the show so thank you in advance for that this is your host, Meg Rentschler, once again, wishing you a very wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, here's to your coaching success.